EA, not wanting to be left out of the media surrounding Activision, Blizzard, and Ubisoft, have hired a new director of sexual harassment. They can't wait to get out there and take the media by storm in a few months. In other fake news, this is Nuclear Grenade Podcast. Hello, welcome to Nuclear Grenade Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Land, and with me is Havoc, a.k.a. Hey-Ho. How you doing, Hey-Ho? It's me. How are you doing, Vanilla Face? Oh, I'm doing all right. Doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. You might as well talk about video games. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, okay. Start us up. <laughs> yeah, so there's two free epic games this week. Uh, a Plague Tale Innocence and Minute. Uh, we'll talk first about Minute here. It's a, f- a single-player indie game uh, that was made by Devolver Digital, rather published Ooh. by Devolver Digital. Yeah. Well, they published the good shit, though. Yeah, they've been having a lot of good stuff coming out lately. Um, but they've got a couple developers on there. JW, Kitty, Jukio, and Dom. Must just be like four, four different people. Or badasses, dude, out there slinging that code. Yeah, exactly. But it's a black and white 2D indie game. It's an action mm-hmm. adventure. And What's, the re- yeah, it's got like a gimmick, right? Yeah, that's why it's called Minute. Uh, you have 60 seconds uh, each day to get what you need to get done to further so whatever progress. It takes me. <laughs> 60 seconds. So to progress through the day, you have Nicola. a minute. Nicholas Cage over here. Yeah, and at the end of the 60 seconds, you die. And then you respawn at a respawn point. Uh, so in the beginning of the game, it'll be like a like a van or something. And later, it'll be like a little house. Um, and the goal is to get further and further and expand out into this map as far as you can. And to do that, you have to reach these different checkpoints. So within 60 minutes and the day before you die, you know, you have to go and grab a tool over here and then use it to break open a barricade over there, opening access. I'm just speaking in vague generalities here. That's essentially... How big are these kind of areas? Like, does it feel like... I mean, obviously they have the minute there to be... to create a sense of rush, you know, and um, stress. So does it feel like you have, like, a decent, like, ample amount of time to get stuff done in that minute? Or... Uh, when you first start playing, uh, the 60 seconds feels really relevant, but the further you get into the game, the less the timer really matters, and the, the less you worry about it, because you got kind of a feel for the game, and you got kind of an idea of, okay, I got I got 60 minutes to, minutes, 60 seconds to um, get this done today. And if you don't, no big deal. And there's actually a way that you can kill yourself, so if you know that you're not going to make it, you can just kill yourself and respawn and retry what you had planned. And they're like little puzzles and stuff. It'd be um, awesome if they had like an animation where he just looks at the camera, like all sad. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like right super be- graphic. Yeah, right before like like uh, letters pop. It's like you did this to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then like it like zooms in. It's not like a two D yeah. shitty graphic. It's like super good graphics, like super realistic. <laughs> and then it shows. It shows like his kid in the background. Oh no, <laughs> Daddy! Oh my God! So, anyways, you can kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, it's gotten really good reviews, uh, very positive um, from Steam, and really good uh, on Google users as well. So people like it. Um, one of the big complaints about it at this point is that uh, the 60 second timer thing does start to feel kind of artificial later in the game. And uh, it's just kind of a gimmick that you can tell that devel the developers just kind of threw in there. Maybe maybe not last minute, but like yeah. halfway into the game, they're like, oh, I got a good idea. What if we put a timer on this? Like, it also seems like they were trying to make like an old Zelda game at first. And then halfway through, they're like, you know what? Let's make this other game instead. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea uh, of kind of doing like a deconstruction throwback to the timer, but I mean, I fucking hate timers. Everyone hates timers. Like, they were just bad game design, uh, unless like it actually is, uh, you know, like, like this, where it is kind of wrapped into the gameplay in a unique way. Otherwise, there's just such better ways to create that tension, in my opinion. In that rush, yeah. but uh, that's pretty cool. It just reminds me of that uh, old Bernie Mac joke, where you'd be like, uh, you know, you wake up in the morning and your wife's all mad from last night. She'd be like, "Oh, uh, breakfast will be ready in about one minute." Hey, everybody, it's your dad, Mister One Minute. He's a one minute man. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so minute came out originally april 3rd 2018 so it's not like a brand new game either and about a minute ago <laughs> and if you yeah min minute and by the way it's spelled m-i-n-i-t so if you search for it, it's not spelled like actual minute but uh it's um ten dollars typically on steam so if you want to get it you might as well get it for free now on epic and that's pretty much it not much else to say about that one yeah um, so I was playing a game, it just came out on Game Pass <clears throat> the other day, I think maybe even yesterday, um, but it's called Dodgeball Academia. <laughs> it's, oh man, it's a very cool looking game. It's just like oozing with fucking awesome coolness. Uh, art style's bright and fun. It's got, uh, all the characters are very unique and have like awesome, unique looks. Uh, it's kind of got like, uh, I don't know, it, uh, what am I trying to think of? Did you ever watch uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary Monsters? No, I'm not familiar with that one. So it was like this Nickelodeon cartoon. It was a little after our time, but I watched a couple episodes. But it had like all these little imaginary monsters or whatever uh, living in it. And they all had this unique color scheme and look. And this uh, definitely has that. Um, but basically what it is is, it's a sports RPG around dodgeball. You go to this sweet academy of dodgeball, and it plays like, like uh, I don't know. It's got like a tiny bit of Pokemon in there, and actually, like when you enter a battle, like there'll be people that if you run by, they'll trigger the battle, and it has like <clears throat> that Pokemon sound of like uh, when you go to the battle, like no, 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 but it does like a rock, like kind of like electro rock version of it you know a little like digimon like a digimon version yeah but a little more like fun and rock rockish you know like <laughs> uh okay did you ever play uh ss sxs those old snowboarding games yes and they were like SSX. extreme and you'd be like rawr, rawr, and it was like yeah. bright and colorful and cool like that this kind of has that aesthetic to it um I could see that. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now on Google here. 99% of Google users liked this game. 
I don't think I've ever seen 99% on anything before. 100% on uh, Steam right now. 40 out of 40. 100%. So it's actually like, no shit. Like a, a good game. Okay, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, so the battles break down where there's a few different types of battles. Sometimes it's like one-on-one, and you're playing against another person. And they, you, you can catch the ball, but you have to have the right timing. If you're the main character, you can just try to run and dodge it. Uh, um, and then um, you have your throw. You can charge up and do like a superpower throw and get like like one of my characters does fire damage. The other does like electricity damage. Um, then there's ultimates that you can use. Uh, and then they just get knocked out. But then there's like up to three V3s. And there's times when if you knock someone out, they go behind you. And so you don't want to just dodge the ball then because the guy behind you will catch it and hit you from behind. Um mm. You have strength stats, agility stats, and uh, a technique stat. Uh, there's cool things you can do too. I, I know with like with my main character, you can kind of hold back when you throw it, and you'll do like a throw, a slow throw. And like uh, certain characters have different abilities. Like so, my other character, she doesn't catch the ball, but she kicks, so she does like a counter attack. So if you time her counter attack, she doesn't even catch it. She just like kicks it right back at them. Um, and she doesn't have, like, she has a dodge roll. Like, my main character can't dodge roll, he can jump, though. But she rolls on the ground, and it's really fast. And so she's more of, like, an agility-focused character. More strength you have, more uh, damage you do, more agility, a little bit faster you go. Technique, I think, is uh, for your specials. Um, the one issue I have is, like, the, in this probably by design, but the rink is really small. You don't have like uh, tons of room to maneuver, and especially when you get three characters in there, it can kind of be a little weird. You can easily pass the ball to one of your other characters if you want to try using them. Maybe because uh, some uh, characters have like their own like uh, special abilities. So uh, there's this one guy who doesn't just throw the ball at you; he throws it in the air, and it kind of lands down on you. Um, and so having uh, her is not as like uh, my, the girl out is not as effective because she can't um, kick it back, but she can easily dodge it. Uh, so there's like a bit of strategy. I haven't gotten too too far into it, um, but it, you know you have items you can equip that do different things. So far they're kind of boring stuff like uh, boost ten percent damage, fifteen percent agility. One does uh, sap health, so fifteen percent of the damage you do comes back as health, which is nice. Um, but it's really cool, and it's just, yeah, this quirky world where everything's kind of like dodgeball related, and the music's really cool, uh, everything fits together really well, and I don't know, it just has this kind of Nickelodeon-style cartoon anime, like, slash anime uh, style to it. Or, uh, actually, too, some of the characters look like uh, straight out of, like, the Beatles, um, Yellow Submarine uh, uh, music video, the uh, cartoon. Uh, against the green, uh, greeny meanies or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just very cool. It's, yeah, it's kind of like a psychedelic, fun little hip hop arch RPG. I don't know how big it is. I doubt it's very big, but, um, no, it's, it's uh, it's got 44 total reviews on steam, but it, it's, it's pretty brand new. It came out August 5th of this year. Um, developers pocket trap publishers is humble, humble games. Yeah, that's a kind of a game that I wouldn't expect to be very good, but I guess it is very good. <laughs> yeah, it's 
I'm having fun with it. I'll probably try to finish it. Uh, and I'll say too, like it's not the easiest game. You know, some of these guys hit really hard. Um, there's like a decent amount, a little bit of side quests I've gotten. I've only unlocked one other character, but you can get like a bunch of them. Looks like. Um, so yeah, like really enjoying it. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a blast. I recommend everyone uh, pay the dollar and get the three months of uh, Xbox Game Pass and just try it out. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, Justin finally talked me into doing that, and I'm glad I finally did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, otherwise it is uh, 25 bucks on Steam. Anyways, uh, you want to go into the other epic game? Yeah, uh, so the second free epic game this week is A Plague Tale Innocence. I'm sure most people, uh, if you know, if you're a gamer, has probably heard about this one already but for those of you who haven't it's a single player game that takes place in a french countryside really beautiful art um like during the day uh at, like if it's in the fall and there's like leaves and stuff it's very beautiful but then it's also got a, an extreme contrast at night like when the rats come out and uh it gets really dark so it's a very dark game but it's also got it's very light areas Kind of like how The Witcher 3 was uh, cinematic, in a, in a way. Um, mm. So from a visual standpoint, really awesome. Uh, and then from the storyline, uh, you're uh, a girl named Amicia, I believe it's pronounced. And you you have to take care of your little brother, Hugo. I'm jumping over some of the major plot points, but uh, essentially you got to protect him from uh, being captured by... Uh, the Inquisitors, I believe they are. Um, hey, what's his deal? Uh, he's like sick, but there's like uh. some kind of crazy, but it's not the plague. He doesn't have the plague. Um, mm. And there's this huge demand and they're sending soldiers to try to find him and you're trying to keep him safe. Uh, and it's mostly a stealth game. Uh, it's, it's very linear. Uh, it's kind of split up into levels and you pretty much have to sneak your way through these levels. Um, there are times when rats will come out, and when that happens, you have to get next to a light source or create a light source so you don't get bit and get the plague and die. Mm -hmm. um, nice. And uh, you know how Silent Hill, the movie, how it had kind of that creepy atmospheric tone to it? The first one? The movie, yeah. Oh, no, the movie, movie. Yeah, yeah, there was a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I... I it kind of has that vibe, I would say, like at night when the rats come out. But the further you play into the game, the more you get used to the game. Like, it's not a difficult game. It's like a walking mm -hmm. simulator slash. Right, it, you're you're going through the story and like the emotions, right? Yeah, it's very cinematic, character driven. Um, it's like playing a movie, you know. So mm -hmm. if if you want like a chill gaming experience, um, that's also very cinematic and pretty then this is probably a good one to pick up i mean yeah. it always reminded me uh, it's almost like a stealthy like a stealth version of like uh <clears throat> the what's what are they called uncharted games mm -hmm. you know where really you're playing kind of this movie um it's on rails but uh fun although those ones are shooting stuff and doing all other stuff and they've got sean bean as a voice actor that's how you know Ooh. it's good yeah <laughs> so he dies in like the first 10 minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, poor Sean Bean. What a likable John guy. Sean Bean must die! <laughs> um, so the developer on that is Asobo Studio, publisher's Focus Home Interactive, came out May 14th, 2019. 
very positive reviews out of like 32,000, 33,000 reviews. Um, so it's a solid game. If you don't get it for free, it's typically 40 bucks on Steam. Yeah. So. I'm sitting on sale uh, quite a bit, but yeah. Let's go snag that. Snag it up. Snag, snag. Yeah, that one came out like what, 2017? 2018? Oh, I already forgot. <laughs> yeah, <it doesn't laughs> 2019. 2019. 2019. Have you been playing anything else? Uh, Still doing Seven Days to Die pretty hardcore. Uh, It's probably not the best time to be doing it because Alpha 20 is right around the corner. So I should be saving all this juice for Alpha 20. But I'm I'm balls deep. I'm addicted. Yeah. Balls deep and addicted. <laughs> That's gonna be the name of my autobiography. Balls deep yeah. and addicted. Yeah. Besides the dodgeball game, I played a little bit of uh, uh, Oxygen Not Included. Only played for like an hour or two. Uh, probably gonna pick it back up though. I've, I've played a lot overall. Um, that game's a lot of fun. It's like your little. Uh, so it's like a side scroller colony builder uh but you're like in not space but this yeah kind of like a weird world uh and so the whole the game is has like these uh interactions between gases and it has a really cool uh liquid um physics to it where all these gases interact and sort themselves and you have to kind of build your base where you build like a big long tunnel to funnel in like all the carbon dioxide that'll like fall to the ground and like your uh dupes is what they call you're duplicating these characters uh so they're like little clones basically and they have like talents uh just like rim world where some are good at stuff and some are bad at stuff um and you know you want to build toilets otherwise the waste will fall like if you leave food on the ground little critters will eat it you have to like dig through different metals and biomes and some of them give you food. Some of them produce oxygen. You got to keep your oxygen levels correct. Uh, you'll get uh, like poison type smog from like uh, your fecal matter or your waste uh, from your dupes. Very beautiful looking game too. The art style is awesome. Uh, just those kind of like old, not Invader Zim really style, but kind of that coloring and the thick lining um, of the art. And yeah, it's just a lot of fun. You can build all sorts of like, you know, new technologies and make your base look pretty swanky, all sorts of uh, kind of dupes. And, you know, eventually you can build up to having like space shoot suits so you can get out really far and you can find like thermal vents that create oh, uh, immense amounts of heat. And that's another thing about this game is that you have to have a real heat management. So there's kind of like this pop sci-fi or not sci-fi but pop science to it uh where like yeah if your base overheats you want thermal walls around like any kind of heat producing like volcano um but eventually you can turn you can create these kind of rooms that will like take the heat and funnel it through water heat these pipes which will then like go through like your chlorine gas area and it'll heat that up and create um and, and you can do different stuff like that. Uh, so, and there's multiple different types of metals that have different heat rating. So it's like a lot of fun, um, a lot of fun to have a kind of little base builder with an emphasis on the, those type of things. 
Uh, so you are on like a type of asteroid. So once you go up higher on the map, you'll see the area is being bombarded by asteroids all the time. Um, but you can eventually build like space rockets and then go to other worlds. Uh, I don't think I've ever gotten that far, but it's uh, a lot of fun. Um, that one's worth checking out too. It's from Clay. It's one, they're like one of my favorite uh, video game makers, if not my favorite. Uh, they make Don't Starve. And, yeah, I was yeah. going to say it's made by your boys over there at Clay. Developed and published mm -hmm. it. Overwhelmingly positive reviews. 60, yeah. 66,000 reviews. And, um, yeah. I mean, hell, I, they got the uh, Buy the Clay Survival Bundle for 40 bucks. And that's got Don't Starve Together, Oxygen Not Included. That's a good deal. And a bunch of other shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All those games are great. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Oxygen Not Included is just, it's a swag-ass game. Um, yeah, especially if you like playing around with stuff. Because the stuff you can do with, like, the gases and creating, like, infinite cooling loops or uh, infinite uh, charging loops and infinite oxygen loops and stuff. It's uh, very cool. Well, it's, in very cool. it's interesting. It um, When I'm looking at it, it's like, oh, since you've played Satisfactory, you might like this game. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with Satisfactory, but would you yeah. say it's got some of those elements, what you're talking about with like loops and stuff and setting up little yeah. systems? Yeah, yeah, in that in that way, there's not like a ton of you know infinite running chains on conveyor belts, but there is some of that, and uh, just some of the stuff like the design is really cool. Like, so if I'm building up, you know, normally you want like a few spaces in between your rooms, or whatever, where you're building your ladders, but then they'll have, but then you'll put like a fireman pole next to it, and so just so you guys can go down, so you can come up with little strategies like that too, uh, and things that just make the game more fun to play and see. Big ups on that game. And then other than that, I've just been playing the shit out of CK2. Oh. <laughs> I had uh, one of my... Um, so I started as Venice once, as a Republic of Venice, oldest start date. I get, like, four years in, and then um, uh, I turn to Satan, or whatever, start worshipping Satan. I'm like, hell yeah, fuck yeah. Then I get, like, the voice of Satan. He starts making all my stats go down and shit. And then... Uh, I'm like dying really early and my heir, uh, my oldest son, he's already had a bastard. So then I die, uh -huh. like I die and I go, <laughs> go to him. And then my bastard isn't just a bastard. It's a, uh, inbred bastard. No, my son's out here fucking his cousin. <laughs> what? Yeah. And I'm left with a fucking moron heir. And that's Ugh. Crusader Kings three. Is that right? Two. I was two. playing two. Oh, you're playing two. Yeah, I went, went back to two. Uh, yeah, just for the more events and stuff. Anyways, want to, I guess, just jump right into the news? Sounds good to me. Let's do it. All righty. So we got Elden Ring uh, appears on the Steam page, and it appears to have January 20th, 2022 <gasps> listed. Which is not that far away. I figured it'd be further out than that. Um, but that's cool. You can go look at those pictures and the trailer on there. You, th um, you think a lot of people but, are still hyped for that? Well, uh, yeah, I, I am. I mean, I yeah, I mean, even though I said it, it doesn't, it looks like a Dark Souls game. To me, that's really, really good. Like, I love all the Dark Souls games. I'll definitely get it probably day one. Um, yeah, pump. 
hunt to go into the dark again. Uh, yeah, you, and you said you haven't played those, right? No, I haven't played a single one. Ah, I think you'd enjoy them too. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm just a noob, dude. Dude, you're not even a hardcore no. Paxor gamer like me. No. Unbelievable. So, uh, other news article, uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. And this, this this is what happened with like YouTube back in the day. But uh, Epic has sunk apparently 500 million, so half a B, into the Epic Game Store. Doesn't expect to make a profit until 2027. Um, and I think it's already been two years of giving out games. But like I was saying with YouTube, it's similar how they did it. Like I don't think YouTube made any money for like 10, 15 years. Yeah, it's crazy that companies can just, you know, you can have this kind of long view. Yeah. And just be like half a billion. We have enough faith uh, and we can wait it out. Because, I mean, by the time they, that's 500, uh, 500 million right now. 2027, you know, so six more years. What is that? Three, four, five billion investment? That's insane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, like, you got to have some big brains behind you to pull the trigger on something like that. Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you tell the future oh, <laughs> with that big of an investment? That's scary, man. Yeah. And, I mean, you... Well, I, I mean, you got the Chinese money behind you, but I also wonder with that Tencent money behind them, because I know that China recently put in that law that like children can't play video games after 10 p.m. It will just like automatically shut them off. And then they just recently categorized video games as digital uh, drugs. So there's a huge push from the Chinese government. Um to kind of push back on all their people playing video games because video games are dope and these people live <laughs> in China and they want to play games. Uh, so I wonder if we'll see that if uh, Tencent's pocketbook gets hit by that and then if that, we see a cascading effect that transfers over to Epic. Yeah, this is a, I mean, this is from PC Gamer, but he says, uh, Epic Game Store is unprofitable and not comparable to the App Store. Uh, lawyers began rather bluntly. So I guess this is part of Apple's lawyers' uh, uh, hold on. Various documents have come out um, from the ongoing Apple Epic legal case in the state of California. Uh, essentially, Epic's arguing uh, Epic Store is unprofitable and not comparable to the App Store uh, and will not be profitable for at least multiple years, if ever. If ever. <laughs> Jeez, that's an <laughs> interesting thing to say. <laughs> well, if you're trying to get out of this, uh, win this court battle. Um, what's interesting is the Apple's legal eagles go on to break down just how unprofitable the Epic uh, game store is. Epic lost around 180 million on EGS in 2019. Uh, Epic projected to lose 270, 273 million on EGS in 2020. Indeed, Epic committed 444 million in minimum guarantees for 2020 alone. Um, while projecting e uh, even with significant growth, only 401 million in revenue for that year. Epic acknowledges that trend will continue in the immediate future. Epic projects to lose around 139 million this year. Um, so yeah, this is. Uh, I think this is uh, very interesting. I also think it's interesting. Like, well, we should win this legal battle because we aren't making any money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 
I don't know. It's I, I don't know. I think it's cool that companies can do this. I mean, this is how things like YouTube get done. Uh, you have to to create something on, on scale. You have to lose money for years. Um, so I guess that's how you get some of the really cool stuff. But God, that's yeah. that's wild to me. Yeah, you better know a very important secret. <laughs> If you're going to be doing yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a super spy who knows all the gaming secrets. Uh, I thought this was interesting. I don't have much to say about it. But, uh, so in the new FIFA that's coming out here on October 1st, they've changed the career mode, which I'm pumped for. Especially it looks like the, specifically the player career mode, which is the one I prefer. And they've added uh, like a skill point trees to it. And like uh, talents, you know, like team talents that you can apply. So it seems oh. like <clears throat> whatever character you play as, uh, uh, you can really kind of cater your style, the the type of player you want to be, and then maybe even look at teams you think you'd be good with and transfer to them. But see, I like this. I like making the sports games more RPGs. Like yeah. sports RPGs are awesome. Yeah, that's the only way that I would even consider playing a sports game nowadays, is if it had like a bunch of RPG elements mm-hmm. and statistic stuff, which it sounds like a lot of the games do. I just haven't decided to dump a bunch of my time into a sports game. Well, you know, uh, Dodgeball Academia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my wife would love that. She'd come home from nursing, like a shitty 12-hour shift. She comes home, I'm just like... Slack jaw, just staring at the screen, playing <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. At least leave me alone, honey. <laughs> You're just like a wild asshole too. Like, Where's my dinner? <laughs> You've been home all day and still demand dinner. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing dodgeball academia all day. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm almost the best dodgeball champion in all of academia. <laughs> Bitch. Again, game destroyed my life. On burgers, too! <laughs> <laughs> What's that guy? You remember that movie Waiting? Where the guy and his like, wife oh, yeah. are like, out at the bar and he's like, I'll have a steak and uh, a w- double whiskey and my wife will have a salad and a water. Oh, hell, it's our anniversary. She'll have a Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, I think that's what Ryan Ryan Reynolds uh, waiting. Was yeah, that a I think movie? so. I think it's Ryan Reynolds and Dane Cook, isn't it too? Oh yeah, I what a douchebag that guy was. He's not, like I don't know. I've come full circle on him. Oh, I, no, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> He's one of those people. T- I don't know why, but like I've had a friend like that before where I didn't like him. I didn't like the thought of him. But then, like, when I was actually around him, I'm like, you know what, this guy's actually, I like this guy. <laughs> you know? But it's like, well, once he's gone, it's like, dude, fuck that guy, man. Sucks. That's kind of like Dane Cook. <laughs> Maybe it's like, he's just his charm when he's around. Yeah. He's constantly charming you into liking him. So, more Activision Blizzard Fallout. Uh, yes. Uh, so, yeah. Can never, <laughs> never be a podcast without talking about that. Uh but apparently, it's now hitting them uh, even more in the pocketbooks with Coca-Cola and State Farm pulling out as sponsors of Overwatch, Overwatch's uh, pro gaming league. And I mean, Coca-Cola sponsoring like 
stuff now is actually wild. Like I didn't even realize we'd gotten to this point where companies like State Farm and Coca-Cola are advertising on uh, eSports, but they aren't anymore, at least uh, for Overwatch. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's crazy how much power uh, advertisers have over the media and just over businesses in general. That moolah, baby! Yeah, Coca-Cola doesn't like that. Now you're going to go broke. Plus, you come to me talking about sexually harassing women. <laughs> now you come to me asking for money? For your overwatch? No, my friend. This is something I cannot do. <laughs> you know what that reminded me of? It reminded me of like a Chinese guy that <laughs> was like Italian at the same time. Yeah. Ah, it's me. The Chinese guy. <laughs> <laughs> the Chinese Italian. I am a very rare mix. An Italiano. <laughs> Oh man! I like my meatballs with Mongolian beef. Ooh, that sounds good, actually, right now. Yeah, dude. Nice and spicy. Yeah, I might actually, I'm gonna go walk up and get some monkey beef. Monkey beef? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I like that. I, I, it's awesome. Is like in Washington, I, I can walk to like four different Asian spots. One's Korean. That's my favorite one. Got that cool. Korean barbecue, dude. Mm. Yeah, I like the bagogi. Zoom tight. Yeah, I like uh, bibimbap. You ever have that? Bibbidi bopido. Yeah, bibimbap. Bibimbap. <clears throat> you should see if they have it. It's super good. Yeah, I doubt it. I only eat the good. Good. Uh, <laughs> hey, well, I guess I'm the only one that eats shit around here. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Are there even <laughs> Asians in Florida? <laughs> yeah, there's lots of Asians here. I've never seen one. <laughs> a lot more Cubans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I bet the Cuban food's awesome, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, Spanish influence around here. So I think we mentioned this maybe a couple months ago, but uh, Nexus Mods announced that they were going to no longer allow modders to delete their um, mods anymore. And I guess this was because like a lot of mods depend on base mods. And so they wanted to stop all the cascading effect of all the other mods going bad. You were still allowed to like archive your work. Um, but yeah, you weren't actually allowed to delete it anymore. So a few of the most popular model modders had gone on there and removed all their stuff. Uh, and that went into effect on August 5th. So now if you put a mod up there, you would not be able to delete it. Um, so if you're a modder, hopefully you got to that in time. I'm sure you're well aware of that. Yeah. How do you feel about that, though? Well, I'm, I'm sure that now modders are given like some kind of uh, statement that they sign off on saying, hey, I'm aware that if I upload this mod, that I lose control of it. And if they don't have a statement like that that's obvious to the modder, to the, the uploader, then they should legally... Be I'm sure they do. Because it's kind of like the copyright issue, right? You know, mm -hmm. what is copyright? You know, and with YouTube, a lot of it's very gray. And um, like fair use is a good example. Or like if you take something and you do a spoof of it, 
like you can use a lot of uh, reused material, copyrighted material, but mm -hmm. since you're changing the meaning of the material, it doesn't fall under copyright anymore. It's your intellectual property now. So like with the mods, you know, it, it's kind of a question of owner's rights, you know, and uh, I guess people are just agreeing, you know, if it's definitely discouraging people from uploading, uh, you know, so they probably won't get as many modders now, if I had yeah, to guess. I mean, I, I mean there are other, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, I think that people that want the right and the ability to delete their stuff will go to other modding uh, places, forums, places that host them. Nexus is a big one, and they had the... Uh, they had that installer that you could install that made it like really branded easy. So you didn't even have to download documents and drag it into modding folders or certain folders. You just click the game and, you know, it would install, it, you know, that way. And it would, it had its own built in, um, mod, uh, stack list. So like a lot of games or it's like, you have to stack them in this order for it to play correctly, especially if you're doing large mod packs, it made it very easy, so uh, we'll see if uh, that audience doesn't attract the most modders anyways, or if uh, there is kind of a, a bleeding effect where, well, if all the best modders aren't on here, then I'm going to go where they are, because I want the best mods to play on Skyrim. I've only had the game for a decade and beaten it 10,000 times. <laughs> now I need to beat it you know, with Thomas the Train Engine. With Barney. Yeah. Dude, so the Sonic one is so funny. <laughs> just one guy had his horse with Sonic. It was just it's horrible looking. The Skyrim, <laughs> Skyrim mod. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Skyrim was the best. It had like the biggest, the dumbest fucking the Randy Savage mod. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. it's ridiculous. It, it makes you wonder what what people do with their time sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna fucking... I'm gonna put Barney into Skyrim. I'm gonna spend. 12 hours doing that dude these are the cultural geniuses of our time i mean this is what you know uh culture is nowadays yeah it's the reddit and thomas the train engine is dragons into skyrim the reddit culture yeah <clears throat> Ooh, reddit actually <laughs> <laughs> When you said that, I got this image of a librarian like correct, <laughs> like looming over me, like correcting me. Well, actually, those, like, puffy, those people with the puffy necks because they're so fat. Yeah, and they put their fat went all into their neck. Yeah. <laughs> actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, next up, we got Evil Dead, uh, the game uh, delayed for polish and a single player mode. I thought this was interesting. Um, they announced the other day on Twitter, Hey, groovy gamers, we're targeting a new release date to give the team some extra time for polish and to ensure this is the ultimate Evil Dead experience you've been waiting for. This additional time is allowing us to implement a single-player option that will let you enjoy the game when you are without your co-pop. Compadres. Uh, screw that last part up. <laughs> Especially because compadres. There we go. So fun. Uh, I Obviously, I like this. I like push the games back, make them more polish. I do think it's interesting that they're pushing the game back and adding a single player 
option. Um, which is cool. I wonder, though, if they're... Like, what makes me worried about that is oh, they're just like, oh, click it so you can play by yourself. But are they actually going to be have a scaling option in there so if you are playing single player, the enemies and strength and amounts that pour out uh, will be tailored to that? Or is it just going to be twice as high? Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's something I always think about like when I'm playing an RPG or something is how, how are the enemies yeah, scaled? Damn! Yeah, yeah. And then I start thinking about how you would program that, because I'm a nerd. You are thing. a nerd. Uh, oh, you actually will then find this interesting. Uh, click that link, that Springer link, um, there in Skype. Yeah. Uh, so this is the Ooh. 2021 Book of uh, Ray Tracing um, information put out by NVIDIA team. Wow. And it's a free PDF online. That you can just go and download. Uh, I'm sure we can sweet talk hey ho into putting the link in the description of the video. Uh, but basically, this is like in depth, uh, most up to date, like modern uh, information on ray tracing, uh, how to like utilize the effects. Uh, for someone that's just a casual like me, I don't like necessarily understand all of this stuff. Uh, but it goes into really in depth. Uh, information here on common capture dimensions resolutions lensing shutter exposure uh, uh camera movement camera rays thin lens fisheye like all the uh uh different things sampling textures missing derivatives uh, there's math they break down um some of the math on how to get uh, some of these lighting uh styles right things that can happen with like moving images so it's just kind of like a amazing breakdown and kind of like handbook uh for anyone that's you know developing game trying to work in these features because even me not knowing much of this not understanding like every other word it's still interesting for me to see and get kind of a very basic understanding yeah no it, race ray tracing is crazy shit and mm. it's a complex puzzle from a graphics program uh, graphic programmer's point of point of view like it's crazy how smart you have to be to try to figure out how light works and virtually render it in a way that most people's computers can because there, there's certain ways that you can uh, render light in a game or in a software program but it's just so intensive on the hardware that most people can't afford to to do it so the trick is is how do you make realistic lighting that most people can run on their gpus it's not an easy problem to fix kind of like the shadow mm -hmm. shadows problem you know, it's um. What, what's that? Shadows. Mm. Well, you you know, in, the shadows problem. Well, I don't know if there's something called the shadows problem per se, uh -huh. but there's a lot of problems with shadows. You know, one of the reasons why you turn off shadows or turn shadows down is because it's so intensive on your hardware. Yeah. And there's probably better ways to do it that's not so intensive on your hardware, and you can get really good looking shadows, and just nobody's no figured out how to do it yet. You know. Yeah, and I think the like be able to ray tracing in the like the future and be able to get these very beautiful games that look very very close to real life while still being large like if you can implement these systems because doesn't it work maybe i'm wrong but doesn't it work where it it's almost working as like a central eye in the middle of everything and yeah. so it's the way real light works in our universe where it's bouncing off stuff and hitting our eye 
it's kind of uh, mimicking that exact same thing so that the lighting looks as real as it could potentially be. Yeah, and and light works. It's not it's not easy to articulate how light works. And for you to be able to program it, you not only have to figure out how to articulate it, but then also break it down and replicate it in a virtual realm. Fucking crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, there this this is like really in-depth uh, knowledge here. And so it, it looks like a lot of fun. Maybe uh, if someone's interested too, they could just look at it and try to figure it out and learn a lot that way. Yeah, thank you. I'm uh, I'm actually going to look at that. I'm going to get it. Yeah, and I'll put the it's link a, up. Oh yeah, uh, it's also funny. Just it, it, the Nvidia team—they put all their a picture of everyone that contributed to this book, and it's literally like a hundred people, mm-hmm. one girl, <laughs> <laughs> one just right in the middle, one girl. You're like <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, maybe just take a couple pictures of people off the street and say they're in there. <laughs> There's not enough blacks or Asians. Come on, guys. Uh, so. <laughs> I thought this one was funny. A quote here from uh, EA CFO. It's to the testament of an exceptional game development team uh, that was able to produce the right assets, to produce the right marketing materials to help us drive this business and the teams working together. And you know what? I don't think we get enough credit for that. So he's talking about, uh, or he's referring to Codemasters uh, acquisition um and how like he thinks that they're doing amazing jobs with the studios they buy that they don't get enough credit for them and yet they fucking uh destroyed bullfrog westwood visceral and pandemic and plus a shit ton more of studios so to ruin like that many amazing studios that people that were beloved to people and like gut them, make them create shitty games, and then uh, disband them, and then to turn around and say that you don't get enough credit for how your acquisitions go is just... It's amazing. These guys... like the CEOs, like, uh, executives... Like, I, I, I guess it's got to be, like, the insane narcissism uh, required for the job, but to be that fucking dumb... Yeah, typically it's not ever a good idea to guilt-trip people into giving you gratitude. Or, you know, showing... It's like, why isn't more people impressed with me? I demand... Look how good we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. Like, if you have to tell people to congratulate you, then you probably shouldn't be getting congratulated about anything. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. To me, it's almost like you fucking... He stepped into two giant piles of cow shit. And now he's walking around. He's like, why is no one complimenting me on my shoe? <laughs> That's a really good analogy. You're Italian leather. (laughs) That's a really good analogy, actually. Okay, and then uh, finally, uh, um, EA talking about uh, EA CEO talking to his investors. You you should think of Battlefield as a service, and um, I think that is our orientation. But more important, I think you should think of Battlefield as a service. Wilson said uh, during EA Quarter One Fiscal Year Twenty Two uh, Investors Call. Um, I will say, like, uh, did you see the trailer for uh, uh, Twenty Forty Two Portal? Uh, I don't believe I've seen the Portal one. Yeah, it's like Portal mode. 
So it, like the trailer is pretty cool, but it's like all these different guys from all different wars and eras and like technology fighting. And so it seems like it is going to be a game where you can have 1942 game mode and 2042 or oh, and you shit. maybe could have mixed the matches. Uh, it looked like one mode was all like like night like uh, uh, World War One like. Uh, German soldiers with knives all fighting an entire horde of like modern Iraq guys with the charging pads and that was their only weapon <laughs> so it looks like you can have some really goofy fun game modes and that you know it I, don't know, I could see it being a decent uh, serv live services game yeah I'm not opposed to services you know um, th there is something cool about a game where you just buy it and then that's what it is you know, but it's nice the, the service idea because when I when I hear the word service in relation to a video game, I think that you know they're gonna give you free DLC. They're gonna constantly update the game and make it better. So the mm -hmm. longer you own it, the better it gets, in a way. Yeah, it just usually they really suck at it. Um, wow. But I don't know. Uh, I think that's kind of cool though. Um, yeah, just kind of take everything about your franchise and release it as kind of one Omega game. It looked like, too, uh, in some of those modes, it seemed to me, and I might be wrong, but to my little eye, I did spy quite a few maps. Uh, I used to pry. Uh, but, uh, nice <laughs> but there try. were quite a few maps. Yeah, there were quite a few maps. So for, uh, it seemed like from uh, Bad Company to Vietnam, I feel like. Uh, there were maps from uh, Battlefield 4 and stuff that I'd seen in there. Could be wrong, but I, I could see that. Like, yeah, dude, just play game modes on, like, and they just slowly add old maps and stuff that people love to play back into the game. And it's like, well, now I can hop in and play Battlefield 42 uh, uh, multiplayer online, which was my all time favorite. Uh, that'd be fucking awesome, especially with, like, updated graphics and, um, you know, skills and stuff. You know what's crazy is that when you're develop developing a game like Battlefield, like your goal is to make the best first-person shooter available, so much so that nobody plays any other first-person shooter that's available. Because yeah. like they're kind of in that position where they can put together a game where like that's the game everybody's playing, and mm. uh, it's crazy to think that one developer has that much responsibility to the gamers you know because what if yeah. i mean call of duty nor it normally holds the crown does it i've always thought oh, yeah. battlefield was a superior game i like battle i've tended to like battlefield more but i think since modern warfare uh i think that call of duty has been essentially the number one fps at least uh, amongst casuals. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Call of Duty doesn't have nearly as much customization and RPG elements as Battlefield, does it? I haven't played it in a long time, but I think they do have, like, equipment and stuff that you can switch and um, abilities or, or talents or whatever that you can apply to your character or swap out. But I'm not sure. I haven't played a Call of Duty in a long time. Yeah, I might behind, might be behind the times too. But my bias is Ghost Battlefield for some reason. <laughs> but I'm open to Call of Duty. I just haven't really played it in a while. Uh, the Battlefield always had like the vehicles and crazy stuff, whereas Call of Duty is more of the 
quintessential shooter. Yeah, which one was it? Uh, Call of Duty 3, I think it was. Like, the first mainstream Call of Duty that came out. It was, like, uh, one of the few first online shooters that was actually, like, a AAA game. I think it was Call of Duty 3, and I think it was for the PS3 or the PS4. But I remember when that first came out, and, like, that was the game. Everybody was like, holy shit. Because I think Call of Duty came out before the Battlefield series. Now, again, I could be wrong about that. Well, there was like the old Battlefield series, and then there was Call of Duty like 1942 yeah, and stuff. So I there's guess. really old Call of Duties as well. Yeah, so technically it's hard to compare it like maybe that. Day, maybe even Day of Defeats were Call of Duty. The Call of Duty Day of Defeat. Oh my god. They're, they're both really old franchises. Uh, yeah, I suppose. They've always kind of done something different. Battlefield was always the one that was like... 64 players on one map and tanks and shit and call of duty was especially when it came to four when it went modern warfare it was definitely about having a really good short concise first person uh single player and then um just kind of the meat and potatoes of uh fps mm-hmm. that's fair yeah Time to kill so quick on those games, though. Like that's why I always liked Halo. I like a little bit more of a duel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just spawn, spawn. <laughs> <laughs> I I wonder how the new Halo is. Like I'm I'm I miss the the feeling of playing the first Halo, and even the second one was really good. But after the second one, I kind of fell off the Halo train. Three was the best one. Yeah, it looks good uh, to me. Um. I like how they're like using the grappling hooks to like grab weapons and uh, doesn't look like it's bogged down with stupid powers. Uh, yeah, I mean, looks like Halo. Yeah, looks like it a does. fun Halo game. Yeah, it does. Shit. Yeah. Plus, like grappling hooks, dude. Come on, give me a grappling hook. I'm ready to go. The last time I played a first-person shooter with a grappling hook that actually worked okay was Twine. The world is not enough. For the N64. Oh, really? Jesus. Yeah. Well, they're coming back, baby. Yeah. The yeah. hooks are coming back <laughs> in a big way. It worked well in Twine, man. It is the age of the grappling hook. The age of the grappling hook. Ooh, <laughs> funky. Yeah, do you? Alrighty, that's all I had for news. Uh, did you have anything to talk about there, Hey Hop? Hmm. Think here. No, yeah. not really. Alright. <laughs> Just want to give out all the stuff then? Yeah. Um, we got Seven Days to Die. A bunch of shit coming out on that. Um, and we've got the Grounded uh, uh, recordings coming up too. Uh, hour-long episodes. Uh, so just go to the Havoc Gaming Channel. You can find all that stuff there. Uh, we're, we're constantly pumping out material. Constantly pumping out content. Trying to keep the quality up, but the quantity high as well. Alrighty, uh, thanks everyone for listening and watching the Nuclear Grenade Podcast. So like, comment, subscribe, all that garbage, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.